Today is Thursday, August 11th, 2022, and the deep state is crumbling before our very eyes. The DOJ is raging at the FBI for the Mar-a-Lago disaster. Eric Trump says that the security cameras captured FBI acting improperly during raid and that Donald Trump will be releasing the tapes. And Revolver's Darren Beatty joins us to talk about the deconstruction of the administrative state and nobody is better at it. We cover it all on The Benny Show. My name is Benny. Johnson. Merrick Garland, Chris Ray, come to the House Judiciary Committee this Friday and answer our questions about this action today, which has never happened in American history. What was on the warrant? What were you really doing? What were you looking for? Why not talk to President Trump and have him give the information you're after? This is unbelievable. And understand the history here. One year ago, it was the, the Merrick Garland using the Patriot Act against parents. One day ago, it was 87,000 agents in a bill the Democrats passed to go harass Americans from the IRS. And today we have the raid of a former president's home in America. So heck, we we deserve answers now. And this Friday would be a good time. Jerry Nadler, call up Christopher Ray, call up Merrick Garland, bring him in front of the House Judiciary Committee so we can ask him the questions that the American people deserve answers to. Okay, jumping right in here, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of wood to chop and the people who are on the chopping block, balak, balak. What a nice way to say that is Merrick Garland and the DOJ and Christopher Ray at the FBI. Everybody knows that these people are deeply and utterly irredeemable. Abolish the FBI, defund the DOJ. It's happening. The movement is here, ladies and gentlemen, and now they are fighting. What has happened over the last 72 hours since the announcement of this raid on Monday is that everyone knows that this has been an unmitigated disaster. The polling is in and now the motivation is on the side of the Republicans. It has shifted 10 points motivation for Republicans to vote in the midterm elections. This was a botched operation. Don't believe anyone else. You can tell because of the amount and the intensity and the absolute fever pitch of their lying. They are now lying about this operation. They are raging, trying to change the language. It wasn't a raid. It was just a regular law enforcement operation. Don't you love law enforcement? These from the ACAB people. You remember ACAB, all cops are bad. And another naughty word that you could replace there for bad. You remember the defund the police people? Remember Ilhan Omar? The, we must completely dismantle the Minneapolis police. Remember that lady? These people are all on the side of the FBI suddenly. They're all on the side of the deep state. They're all on the side of the administrative goon, Gestapo, raiding a former president's house. It's never happened before. Never in American history. And we've had some corrupt ass presidents. Let me tell you, we've had some people who probably deserve to be raided and it's never happened. So why is it happening now? And why are they so fever pitched on defending the FBI and the DOJ? Because they know that they've screwed up. Something went wrong here. Something went catastrophically, horrifically wrong, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Merrick Garland is now fighting with Christopher Wray. There is now a massive struggle between these two organizations because they realize what they have done, the smartest people in the room are starting to sense that what they have done is hand 
Donald Trump victory in 2024. And unless they got the goods, it's going down. Let's read the article from Breitbart. Senior U.S. Department of Justice officials are blaming FBI Director Christopher Wray for the raid of former Donald Trump's home in an apparent attempt to take pressure off the U.S. Attorney Merrick Garland. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's so delicious. Let me drink the tears. Oh, I got an entire coffee cup here of salty, piping hot, tasty tears. Mm, should I drink it? Mm. Mm. I love that. The tears of the FBI agents flowing. The tears of the Department of Justice cretins flowing. These pedo-protecting lawyers there at the Department of Justice. I say that because they got the judge who protected Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein's pilots. You're talking the largest serial pedophile and sex trafficker and predator in human history. And the guy who signed off on the search warrant for Donald Trump is the guy who got them all out of jail, actually worked for Jeffrey Epstein. What do you know? What do you know? The sound you're hearing is another coin inside the Alex Jones was right jar. Ching-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. They're fighting now. This is delicious, ladies and gentlemen. The tears, the seething, the anguish. And the reason why is because evil never sleeps. Evil's never satisfied. And evil has no loyalty other than its own power and its own obesity in gathering up further power and further corruption. So they're going to turn on each other like rats on a ship. The reason we say that is because you ever dealt with rats? I lived in Washington, D.C. The entire city is rats. I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that literally. Rats infest every corner of Washington, D.C. I think because it's a demonic portal uh, to to hell. I think that hell has portals into this world, and that's one of them, Washington, D.C. And I think some of the slimiest, sleaziest, cockroachy-style animals like to live around there. I think San Francisco is another one. I think L.A. is another one. You ever landed in L.A.? It has a weird energy, right? You land in San... It's like a weird energy. If If you're a believer, if you're a moral person, you're like, oh, man, this place is creepy. It makes my skin crawl. Washington DC is like that. The rats, ladies and gentlemen, I had a camera in my backyard. You could see the rats day and night in Washington DC flooding through my backyard all the time. We had a very clean house. I live with them. I live with, I'm married to a nurse, medical professional, high level. She keeps a clean house. Let me tell you, baby, things are spotless around here. It's not that we had filth everywhere. It's just there were rats all over D.C. And they would love to crawl through my backyard. And you could watch them attack each other and eat each other. You could watch them like attack each other if they got hungry or if they fought. They would scream and screech and claw and gnaw at each other. Rats are disgusting creatures. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Christopher Wray. And it's exactly what's going to happen with Merrick Garland here. After Trump confirmed the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago on Monday, many Republican politicians called on both Wray and Garland to explain the justification. For example, Jim Jordan, top Republican, we just played you the clip there in the cold open, said Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, you must come to the House Judiciary Committee on Friday and answer these questions, uh, 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 which has never happened in American history. Questions about the raid and the actions today, which have never happened in American history. Full quote. Similarly, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy called out DOJ's intolerable state weaponization, politicization, told Garland to preserve your documents and clear your calendar, and he pledged to investigate the FBI raid of Republicans. Kevin McCarthy, I got to tell you, man, if you are looking for a if you are looking for a man who has gone to the red pill pharmacist and said, hey, please give me all the red pills. I will take them all and I will eat them all. That's Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy had a Facebook post yesterday saying now is the time for Republicans to stand up. It's a Facebook post directed 
directly at Mitch McConnell, actually, which is his counterbalance in the Republican Senate, saying this is the time to fight. If we don't fight now, our base will never forgive us. Kevin McCarthy is getting really based, meaning he's really digging down at the grassroots and listening to you. Are you starting to sense that? Kevin McCarthy was out with a statement like within an hour of this happening, which is really impressive. It took Mitch McConnell like two days to release some type of like beta, low testosterone, total limp dick statement. So Mitch McConnell, got to go. Got to ask your Republican senators to vow to change leadership in the Senate. Mitch McConnell, got to go. People of Kentucky, stop voting for him. Give us two Rand Pauls from Kentucky. Please, just clone Rand Paul. I'm against human cloning, but if you could clone Rand Paul or Thomas Massey, that'd be fine. People of Kentucky, you clearly get it. Just stop sending us Mitch McConnell. Send us Rand Paul and Thomas Massey. Stop it with that, you know, old uh, coot. This guy totally sucks. He needs to go back to his display case inside of the uh, turtle display for the Galapagos at the zoo, okay? And we can all watch Mitch McConnell in there chomping on the lettuce. It'd be, he'd be really happy. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife... Nancy and Joe, run your bank account. Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. Ladies and gentlemen, the heat is being cranked up and they know that they're going to have to answer to this because the person I just read from you, from Jim Jordan, is going to be the chair of the Judiciary Committee when Republicans take back the House in nigh on 80 days. Jim Jordan will become the chair of the Judiciary Committee January 23. And Jim Jordan will have all of these subpoenas all lined up, ready to go. They're already sending out the subpoenas. Daryl Issa said, hey, we're sending out the subpoenas right now. Kevin McCarthy is backing them up. So the only way to uh, dissuade Jim Jordan from not bringing in Christopher Wray and the FBI is to say, hey, Kevin McCarthy can come through over the top, right? And be like, hey, Jim, don't do that. It'll hurt him. No, Kevin McCarthy's on board. And it sounds like the Senate's on board too. Listen to Josh Hawley saying these guys have got to resign. Otherwise, we're going to impeach your asses. Well, Jesse, this judge seems like he's a rabid partisan from what we're learning, but I lay the real blame for this at the feet of the FBI, the DOJ, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. 
And speaking of Merrick Garland, where the heck is he, by the way? I mean, has he even been seen in public? Is he alive? I mean, this is a guy who needs to come forward right now. He needs to publish the warrant. He needs to publish the list of everything they took from the president. He needs to explain how in the world he authorized this. Because I can tell you, Jesse, this is a serious, serious breach of the rule of law, which is why Garland needs to go. And if he won't resign, he ought to be impeached. So if you... There you go. If he won't resign... You got to be impeached. Those are your two options. So now you're going to see the rats eat the rats. You are starting to get various breaks inside of the Department of Justice blaming the FBI. You're starting to get people in the FBI blaming the Department of Justice. You want to talk about administration collapse and the deconstruction of the administrative state? This is how you do it. You pit them against each other and you watch them eat each other. It's incredible. These people have no morals. They have no God. And they have absolutely no scruples. They have no allegiances other than to pure power. And they will visually attack like a white antibody reaction. Anything that tries to seek to take their power away. Listen to the cracks, ladies and gentlemen. One senior DOJ official in Newsweek said that the final decision to greenlight the raid on Mar-a-Lago rested with FBI Director Christopher Wray. It's hard to know. It's... I know it's hard. I'm sorry. Correction on this quote. I want to get this right. I know it's hard for people to believe, but this was a matter for the U.S. attorney and the FBI, the source told Newsweek. It's really a case of the Bureau misreading the impact, the source said. Oh, really? So it's the DOJ saying you have done irreparable political damage to us in this time when we should be celebrating the inflation acts that we're passing and the chips acts that we're passing and Joe Biden being able to make it up a staircase without melting the Werther's originals in his pockets and you screwed it up. Although the DOJ source claimed that Ray gave the final go-ahead, Newsweek also attempted uh, reported that Attorney General Garland was regularly briefed on the investigation into Trump. He knew about the grand jury material and the prosecutors were seeking. However, the source insisted that Garland had no prior knowledge of the date or time of the raid. Nor was he asked to approve it. So apparently Garland is saying, no, 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 no. How about now? Scotty Napa. Garland saying, I'm going the other way now. The grand jury investigation over the potential violation of the Presidential Record Act led to a raid on Mar-a-Lago. Another senior DOJ official told Newsweek that Mar-a-Lago raid was a spectacular backfire. That's why it's in the headline of the show. That's a quote. A spectacular backfire. This from a DOJ official. This ain't from your boy Benny. This ain't from Tucker Carlson. It's not from Steve Bannon or Alex Jones or Charlie Kirk. A spectacular backfire from the top-ranking official at the Department of Justice serving Joe Biden right now. That's what they're calling this raid. The FBI reportedly planned the raid while Trump was not in Florida in an effort to avoid a media circus. Could you imagine if they had gone in while Donald Trump was there? Donald, like, so the FBI in the dark of night and they see the outline of like a man in a hat in a golf cart and he has a nine iron in his hand. And like from the darkness, you just hear a, a, a very low voice, a gravelly voice go, go home to mommy. It's time to go home. Go home to mommy. Bye-bye. And then he drives, the golf cart headlights turn on and he drives towards the FBI. That's what I would want. If I'm going to write the screenplay on this, that's what I want. You want to see the movie? FBI versus Donald Trump. Donald Trump versus FBI. Baby, you ain't going to take me alive, coppa. The officials have direct knowledge of the FBI's deliberation and were granted anonymity for this report. 
but they say that this was a disastrously timed raid and that they thought that there wouldn't be any media circus around it. The DOJ source told Newsweek that there was much speculation about this decision, but that now it's turned into political persecution and that really this is the worst of bureaucracy in action. This is an actual quote. These people are roasting each other. The rats are eating the rats. They wanted to punctuate the fact that this was a routine law enforcement operation. So they were trying to say that this is just normal. This is how out of touch these people are. This is how much. This is what happens when you spend all day watching MSNBC and reading Twitter.com. You think that that's the real world. This ain't the real world. As soon as they did this raid, there were like armies of MAGA people outside of Trump's Mar-a-Lago, like saying they're going to make a human wall to defend Donald Trump. You're not going to break through that wall. What are you going to do? It's going to be Tiananmen Square 2.0. You're going to roll them over in your little FBI tank. You're going to do a Waco 2.0. Is that what's going to happen? We'll see. They were seeking to avoid a media circus. This is the quote from the DOJ official that's been granted anonymity from Newsweek. So even though everything made sense bureaucratically and the FBI uh, feared that the documents might be destroyed, they also created the very firestorm they sought to avoid in ignoring the fallout, the source said. Just in the morning, the judge ordered that the warrant be released. And I want to play you this clip because the judge is now saying, hey, you are going to release this warrant and you are going to let the American people know what your predicate is for invading a president's, former president's house. You're going to let the people know. And the way that a warrant is issued is you don't have to prove the crimes in a warrant. You can just say, these are the crimes that we believe someone's committed and we have probable cause. And the judge is going to, based on your reputation, say, okay, you can go in there. And then you have to report back to the judge what you found. And if you lie on a warrant, for instance, or if you lie on an application to spy, like the FISA warrants, then you can be the one criminally held liable. There are big, there are big penalties for if you lie on warrants, and now the FBI is going to have to cough it up. What did they think they had on Donald Trump? Why did they, why, like, why did they go raid the house? The judge is saying you can't live in secrecy any longer. Listen to this clip. Good morning. The clock is now ticking, ordered by the federal magistrate who authorized Monday's surprise search warrant execution at Mar-a-Lago for a response to a media request to release the search warrant document and more details itself to the public. So the warrant is coming down. We're going to be able to see what the FBI said they had. The way a warrant is issued is you write it all down. You write it all down. You submit it to a judge. Apparently, they judge shopped here. That's what many people are saying. They shopped for a judge. And the judge that they found was, of course, a a pedophile protector, Obama donor, Jeb Bush donor. That'll tell you everything you need to know. And a guy who's written all these anti-Trump screeds on Facebook. This guy was like super never Trump blue anon. Like total blue pilled, like psychopath. The guy was crazy. His name's Judge Reinhold. So they shopped around to find a judge that was sufficiently mentally broken by being a uh, you know Trump derangement syndrome sociopath, and then they gave him the warrant. Here you go. They gave him the warrant. And of course, he signs off on it, right? Because then he gets to it gets invited to the you know uh, you know he gets invited to the spirit cooking dinners in West Palm Beach now. How great is that? You are currently living through the dumpster fire of the Joe Biden presidency, and that can be a tough pill to swallow. So why add more tough pills to swallow to your nutritional supplements? Did you know that 
nutritional supplements in pill form is actually one of the worst ways to absorb nutrients. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. It's hard to make a vitamin liquid that tastes good naturally, but Healthy Cell did it. And I use Healthy Cell every single morning along with my wife, who, let me tell you, is a nutrition stickler. Nurse Kate, man, if this passes her test, it is gold. And speaking of gold, you don't want to waste your gold, your money on pills that don't work. So use Healthy Cell, something that tastes great and gets the job done. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's Healthy Cell, C-E-L-L, and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. Be healthier than Joe Biden. What a spectacular backfire. The administrative state is eating each other alive like rats, and there's only one person that we could bring in to diagnose this catastrophe for the administrative state. His name is Darren Beatty. He is the editor of Revolver News. He is the greatest source when it comes to reporting on the administrative state and their total collapse and their malfeasances, and we will bring him in now. Okay, so hey, hey, uh, tell me, this is like, this is wild times, but you live in Florida, you're not too far from this location, what's going to happen here, is it rat eat rat, now we have Merrick Garland and the FBI uh, at, at war with each other, you have Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland suddenly playing the blame game over who's responsible here, and DOJ officials saying, yo, uh, this is a disaster. Well, it certainly is a disaster. I think that's uh, fair and easy enough to say. And um, we really have to see see how this goes. The finger point is quite something, but it's simply not credible for them to say that Merrick Garland uh, is just totally clean of this. If he is clean, it would be clean in a very precise, carved out fashion where basically Garland understood there was going to be a raid through some kind of channels and was like, for the express purpose of being able to issue a precise legal denial, um, they're going to do it in a certain way where they don't tell him the specific date and time. That is possible, although I think it's more likely that they're just lying and Garland knew about it. But however you cut it, this was not just a decision coming from Ray himself. There had to be some kind of organization, some kind of uh, approval uh, from higher up than that. And, you know, it, it really is an overstep, though. They're right to panic. Uh, they really overplayed their hand in this case. Everybody is rightly indignant about it. Everyone's rightly shocked and disturbed. And so the question really is, the ball's in our court. The ball is in the court of conservatives, Republicans, GOP. So what are we going to do with it? And, you know, it's it's never a bad thing to point out how outrageous it is, but it's not enough. You need a plan to really bring this organization to heal. And um, if there's no plan and there's no implementation, then, you know, what's, what's the point? Yeah. So, what's the point? Many, uh, many have been speculating about Biden's involvement here. And we had multiple members of Congress saying there's absolutely no way 
that at least Ron Klain and Susan Rice didn't know about this. Nobody knows if Joe Biden knows how to tie his own shoelace or what he right. had for breakfast. But the people who are the real president, Susan exactly. Rice and Ron Klain, they knew about it, wink and nod. They didn't officially know about it. They knew about it the way that Nixon knew about Watergate. Right. Um, no, there's there's no question. This stuff just doesn't happen that way. You know, cri it, unless Christopher Ray is the secret man behind the curtain actually running the entire administration, which I think is very doubtful, the higher ups absolutely had to know one way or another. It just doesn't happen. Someone like Christopher Ray, who is a high placed lap dog, but he's just a dog. He's, you know, even amongst janitors, there's a hierarchy. Ray is a regime janitor. His job is to clean up the regime's mess. There are higher level janitors than him. Merrick Garland is one of them. And Merrick Garland has been cleaning up mess for the deep state for a long time. You go all the way back to the 90s when Merrick Garland ran the quote unquote domestic extremism portfolio for Clinton. And he did a lot of dirty things in, in that role that I very much looking forward to cover covering at Revolver News. But what I say is the Republicans need a plan. At the very least, when Republicans take over in the midterms, there need to be absolute aggressive use of subpoena power to get to the bottom of everything. Subpoena everyone. And if they don't comply with the subpoena, well, you know exactly what is going to happen to them because that's what they've been using against Trump officials, former Trump officials, well, if it's good for good for them, it's good for us. And we need to use that absolutely aggressively. Um, anyone who's found to have been uh, operating improperly here, if not jail time and jail time, I think, would be appropriate for the senior members if it's determined that they they acted outside of the law here. But even the rank and file who went along with this, they should have their pensions stripped. They should be disbarred if they're lawyers. If you're involved in this kind of activity that totally discredits what should be our premier law enforcement organization, you have to suffer severe consequences. And as for what the GO can BP can do right now, they're sitting on a ton of money. And I think your viewers, we've all seen it. We've all seen the emails. Hey, friend, we need your help. Give us $100. Give us that. They're sitting on top of hundreds of millions of dollars and an idea that I put forth the other day, which I think is quite worthy of exploration, is the GOP needs to set up a special fund to provide support and protection for potential whistleblowers within the FBI, within the senior ranks of the DOJ, within other domains of our national security bureaucracy. So people, the patriots remaining in there, assuming generously there still are some, I do think there are, but assuming that they're in there, that they can come forward comfortably and begin the very messy, ugly, but absolutely necessary pro uh, process of cleaning house within these organizations. Because as I've said many times in many forum, uh, many fora, we're not going to have a country if the national security state is allowed to run like this. That's right. And all the politics that we have, is going to be fake and performative unless these organizations are finally brought to heel. One of the ways that they are able to function like the way that they do is that 
it's often done in secret, right? It's done with so many layers, so many opaque layers of understanding and jargon and filings. This is how Russiagate gets promoted, right? So you have the circular mm. reasoning. It's always done in the dark. And now we have the tapes. Uh, various phone calls with people inside the Trump organization say that there is impropriety in these tapes. They filmed everything happening. You've been to Mar-a-Lago, Darren. You know that there's cameras literally everywhere. They refused right. off. Would you advise Donald Trump to release the, those tapes and to do it quickly? Well, if there's evidence of malfeasance in those tapes, I definitely would, uh, would advise him to do that. Um, I think you know, the real advice would have to come from lawyers who understand the full legal implications of what to do and how that accords with whatever, whatever legal strategy uh, to the Trump and uh, Trump's team is pursuing. But in so far as it pertains to the public interest, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, it's such a bizarre thing that apparently they were really pushing to um, dismantle the security cameras or at least, you know, turn them off, which is a very weird thing. Why would they be so insistent on that? Why would be, they be so insistent on not having uh, Trump's lawyer present during the search? You know, what what is that all about? There's some very strange details that I think we still need to get to the bottom of. Um, but at the end of the day, it's simply a shocking action on the part of the Department of Justice. And even given their egregious train of behavior, I think in this case, they really overstepped their bounds, which means the ball is in our court. And it's just a matter of not dropping the ball. Now, now that it's with us, we need to really, really make sure that they pay for this. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data on America's best network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO man. They want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. There's so, there's so much of this that is predicate upon the faith of the American people inside of these institutions. Now, right. as the founder and as the editor of Revolver News, you have done the greatest work in America at exposing some of the extreme malfeasance and just open criminality of planting evidence of looking the other way to crimes and right. of the major questions at hand with these various organizations. Can you detail for our audience why they should not trust the FBI given recent memory uh, uh, malfeasance? Right. Well, the FBI really has 
un unfortunately, a, a long history of political abuse. And I recognize the FBI also has legitimate function. They have a legitimate function going after actual bad guys. There is a legitimate law enforcement function that they that they serve. But um, they've really gone off the rails politically, especially in the Trump era. You know, as we know now, the FBI was complicit in the prolonged, vicious lie known as the Russia hoax. The FBI was complicit in purveying this fraudulent steel dossier. And more recently, we've learned through a whistleblower, which gets back to my point about why we need a fund to support these whistleblowers. Through a whistleblower, we learned that the FBI, or at least agents within the FBI, were pushing to falsely classify certain events and activity as domestic terrorism in order to fraudulently amplify this narrative that domestic terrorism is the number one threat, which translates into we need to weaponize the FBI against Trump supporters because they're domestic terrorists, which gets us to before January 6th, which was the highest profile instance of so-called domestic terrorism, which is this alleged plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. And Ted Cruz covered this very well in a recent appearance. It turns out the whole thing was a fake entrapment set up by the FBI. 12 out of 26 of the so-called plotters were either informants or agents. Multiple agents were, had, weren't even allowed to testify in the case because one was arrested for beating his wife on the way back from a swingers party. Another was arrested for moonlighting uh, a private intelligence firm where he leaked details of cases he was involved with in the FBI and Twitter. It's just a complete mess. And to top it all off, Revolver News was the first to report this, and I'm thrilled that Ted Cruz put this out into the wider public. The guy in charge of this operation who sat on the perch at the Detroit FBI field office just days after these alleged plotters were arrested in October, Christopher Ray promoted him to assistant director of the Washington, D.C. field office. He positioned him in Washington in those critical months just before January 6th. And at even up to the present, he's one of the key people investigating January 6th. He's one of the guys who went on TV begging people for information to help find this pipe bomber. Well, our latest piece at Revolver News goes into excruciating detail, looking at security footage, retracing the steps of the pipe bomber. And we prove conclusively that the FBI is withholding critical footage that it has to have of the pipe bomber actually planting the bombs. And we want to know why. There's so much weird stuff going on with the FBI. And without the context of multiple years of absolutely demonstrable hostility toward Trump and his supporters, um, we can only conclude that there's maliciousness going on here. And we can only conclude that in relation to January 6th and the recent raid, unprecedented raid of a former president's private home on the part of the Department of Justice doesn't give us any additional confidence, I'm afraid. So they've crossed the line multiple times, and now it's time to really do something so they understand what their proper role is within our society and government. 
Darren, last question, and we have an optimistic show here. We have an action-driven show. Can, you, you clearly have a massive audience, and you have the ear of Donald Trump. You have the ear of some of the largest influencers inside of the Republican Party, and that's the party. It's not perfect. Uh, it, it ain't perfect, but it's not the cause of all of our problems. The Democrat Party is the cause of the problem. So working with that party, if they were to ask you what can be done, and the leadership of the Republican Party were to ask you what should be done right now and what could this country look like in a 2022 and 2024 with Republican majorities in the executive and the legislature, what would mm -hmm. be your what would be your uh, uh, elixir in order to cure us, your chemotherapy in order to cure us of this cancer and this rot inside of our system? Great question. And I would say a lot of it's predicated on gaining control of the House because we need to use the weapons that the never Trump uh, people like Kinsinger, but also, of course, the Democrats have created and that they've been abusing egregiously with a, an incredibly irresponsible use of subpoena power. We need to get to the bottom of the same things they're pretending to want to know about. We need to have a committee on January 6th, and we need to subpoena the hell out of these people. We need to subpoena Stephen D'Antuona, the person I mentioned who ran the entrapment operation in Michigan and now runs D.C. We need to subpoena Ray. There are so many people and so many documents we need to get to the bottom of, and we need to use the subpoena power with teeth. If they don't comply, we know what, we know what happens, and we need to do that for a range of things for Russiagate, for the raid, for January 6th, a full-on operation to clean this messy house. And I think and this new idea, but I think it should be seriously pursued, we need a fund to support and defend whistleblowers, patriots remaining within the national security bureaucracy who see the ugliness going on and need to feel comfortable that they can be protected if they come forward and do what's right and report to the American people just how deep the rot is. So those those are the two things that I would say that are action items that the GOP can do. The second one it can do right now, and the first one it can do once we take over in the midterms, which it looks like is going to happen. Darren Beatty, nobody covers this better. The founder and editor of Revolver News, an absolute must read. Possibly, I hope you don't mind me saying so, probably the most hated publication by the left uh, that currently <laughs> Certainly by the happen. FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, God bless you. Thank you and Godspeed. We look forward Thank to you. your new articles. Thank you very much. And the infighting continues after the disaster at Mar-a-Lago. It is a spectacular backfire. As has been said in the press, they're starting to rat eat rat. They're starting to fight each other, and it's becoming beautiful. What's next? Eric Trump says that the security footage that we just talked about with Darren is capturing improprieties of the FBI and that the FBI is going to be called out by the Trumps. Now we have an inside source inside of Team Trump. We only say that because they haven't agreed to let their name be out on our show right now. We don't want to out anyone, but we're in regular phone call. All we do all day, all we do all day is read the news and make phone calls, read the news and make phone calls, read the news and make phone calls. And our phone calls have been to some of the top levels of the Trump, uh, the Trump administration. I mean, you could technically call it that. And they said, no, they're going to release 
they're going to release these documents. They're going to release these, the documents being the warrant, and they're going to release the tapes. The tapes of the FBI agents behaving improperly. This according to Newsweek. Camera captures FBI acting improperly during raid. Eric Trump said the security cameras at Mar-a-Lago caught FBI agents behaving improperly during Monday's raid, alleging that the investigators were accessing parts of the former president's Florida residence that they should not have been. In an interview with the DailyMail.com, Eric Trump says that because staff refused to turn off the surveillance cameras that were requested by the FBI, Mar-a-Lago cameras captured agents raiding areas that they were not authorized to be in. There's 30 agents there, Eric Trump said. They told our lawyer, you have to leave the property right now, turn off all the security cameras. Whoa. The former president was not on the property, but he got the call from Eric Trump about the raid. So Eric Trump told his father about this. This is, of course, Donald Trump's home. This isn't some property he owns. This isn't some golf club, although it is a a club, a private one at that, has a nice pool, has a nice ballroom, been in it many times, been there for many, many functions. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Donald Trump's house. He lives there. This is where he keeps his personal possessions. Eric Trump was hot the night of the raid. He was furious. This is what he sounded like. And that Donald Trump is poised if he wanted it, if he decided to hop back on that stage and wanted it, they know he's poised to win. And guess what? That threatens them. That threatens who they are. And they will do anything they can to take him out, to take me out, to take Don out, to take Ivanka out, to take our family out. They do it every single day. They do it at a state level. They do it at a federal level. The FBI does it. They subpoena us. They make our lives hell, Sean, every single day because they are threatened by Donald J. Trump. And honestly, I hope, and I'm saying this for the first time, I hope he goes out and beats these guys again because honestly, this country can't survive this nonsense. It can't. This is not who we are. This is who Venezuela is, Sean. This is... This is who Venezuela is. They'll do anything to take us out. Eric Trump is a calm, collected dude. That's why he's in charge of the Trump group. Eric Trump's in charge. He took he took his father's old job, essentially. And that's because he is like the calm businessman in the family. And he was pissed there. And the American people f- followed right along. I mean, the American people are furious, too. Most Americans say FBI raid on Trump's motives will make them vote in the midterm for Republicans. This is the backfire, ladies and gentlemen. We are now inside of the backfire. This is the polling that is terrifying all of the libs. They know that they've screwed up. The administrative state knows that they have absolutely kicked themselves right in the nutsack on this one, and they are going to pay for it. The American people didn't need more reasons to be pissed off, and now you've just... I mean, it's not like you poked, poked a hornet's nest. It's that you, the hornet's nest was already angry and it was raging and you took it and you put it on your head, like inside of one of those Yogi Bear cartoons, right? You took the hornet's nest and you shoved your head inside of it. And that's what this raid was. The article says, let's read. Most Americans say the FBI raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was motivated, uh, has motivated them to vote in the midterm elections. A Convention of States Action Trafalgar Group uh, survey released on Wednesday found Trafalgar Group is... Amazing. Trafalgar Group is the group that gets it right every single time. They're the only pollsters that had Donald Trump winning in 2016. Listen to the Trafalgar Group. The question was asked, does the FBI raid on President Trump increase your motivation to vote in 2022? The overwhelming majority, 70%, said the FBI's raid on Trump's residents will increase their motivation to vote in 2022 election compared to 21% that said it will not. Another 8% remained unsure. So 70% 
said the FBI's raid will motivate them to vote. I wonder who they're going to vote for. Half of Democrats said it will increase their motivation to vote, but an even greater number of Republicans, 83%, said that the motive for them to head to the polls in November, seven in 10 independents said it will motivate them as well. That's the scariest number, the independents. Because those are the people who are going to say, wait a second, this is evil. This is wrong. Additionally, the survey found that 47% overall believe that Trump's political enemies are behind the raid. That's not good for them. Yikes. These are the type of people also. (laughs) So just in case you're wondering, so you you may be reading these numbers and going, whoa, 55% of Democrats said that they are going to be motivated to vote again. That's not a good number for Republicans. The Republican number is much higher, but 55% of Democrats are going to be motivated because they're, you know, blue and on conspiracy theory believers. They're just brain broken. They need help. They're like alcoholics. They need help. They need to, they need to see therapists after what the media did to them and what the media did to them, which is totally criminal over the last four years, the amount of conspiracy theories, the amount of like paranoia, the amount of fear that was pumped into these people, you feel bad for them. They need, they, these people need help. They need help. They need therapists. And we have one clip that absolutely proves that. This, this is a member of the Democrats who are now motivated to vote against Trump, the criminal. But why? Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? Provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done talking to you, man. We did this video where we went to Santa Monica Pier. Uh, No, sorry. We went to Huntington Beach and we asked people during the first Trump impeachment, what, what crimes Trump has committed. And everyone was just like, huh? Should Trump be impeached? Yes. What? Why? Uh, orange man bad. Is orange man bad? The whole thing was NPC. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. The whole thing was just an, a total NPC fest. The Democrats who have still functional brain stems are saying, wait, hold on a second. This is actually really bad. Tulsi Gabbard was on Fox News last night saying, wait a second. This is something that should concern Americans extremely Tulsi Gabbard is a veteran. Tulsi Gabbard is a, I think actually she's still in the National Guard. I may be, I may be correct on that. I think she's still in the National Guard. We got a chance to sit down with Tulsi Gabbard and like really, really pick her brain uh, uh, last month at a, at a conference we were both speaking at. Tulsi Gabbard, a super rad individual saying, hey, wait a second. This is a scary time. We should not be doing this to fellow Americans, even though me, a Democrat, me, Tulsi Gabbard, is someone who ran against Donald Trump. So Tulsi Gabbard ran for president. She technically ran against or for the opportunity to run against Donald Trump for president. And Tulsi Gabbard saying, hold the phones. You're raiding President Holmes? Take it away, Tulsi. I'm just angry. I'm I'm sad and I'm angry. And I feel like the country, we're losing the country. How do you feel? We are. The, the, Jesse, this is something that every American should be extremely concerned about because this raid is just the latest serious escalation of this disturbing trend that we've seen of blatant abuse of power by those in power. 
to not only protect their friends, but to target their political opponents or, frankly, anyone who dares to dissent or challenge or disagree or even question what this administration is doing. And there are a number of examples that we can point to, not only abuse of power within the Department of Justice, within the FBI, our law enforcement agencies, but also the Department of Homeland Security and the IRS. You pointed to a few examples already. Uh, you know, look to the FBI investigation of, the, uh, of Trump for the Russia hoax that didn't turn out to be anything. You look at the IRS and Lois Lerner directly targeting conservative organizations under the Obama administration. You look at this administration's Department of Homeland Security's creation of a Ministry of Truth to go after us, everyday Americans across the country, to tell us, hey, here's, here's what we say the truth is and is not, and what you are allowed to say and what you are not allowed to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering why we play these Tulsi clips, Tulsi Gabbard is a Democrat. Tulsi Gabbard, however, is not a leftist. She is a member of the new left. This left resembles more closely the left of the JFK Democrats, right? And with those people, you can have this giant Venn diagram where there's a lot that the new right and the new left agree with. They hate overarching federal government. They hate the secretive state spying on all of us. They hate forever war and the permanent war class and the war lobby. And they hate the abuse of power by the federal government. Now, they don't like it for different reasons, but that's something that you can unite with them on. And it's a way you can destroy the administrative state. The new left are like the classic liberals. Look up the definition of a liberal. The definition of a liberal is essentially what everyone on the right is now. The live and let live, like do your thing, like don't let, don't have minimal bothering of the federal government and authorities in our lives. That's what a liberal is. That's not the modern day Democratic Party. They're no longer liberals. They're not even progressives. These people are fascistic. They're kicking in doors of their political opponents and locking up little grannies with 25 cent American flags. They're fascists. They're not progressives. Stop calling them liberals. Tulsi Gabbard, on the other hand, is an actual liberal. And she believes in America first. She believes that American jobs should be strong. Manufacturing should be strong. She believes in like unions and things that I'm not a big fan of. But she believes in like manufacturing in America, making things in America, strong American national defense. She's an anti-globalist. She's an anti-big war person. And so anyway, on that level, you could unite with like JFK. You could unite with like JFK who cut taxes and tried to keep America out of Vietnam. You can unite with those people. What you can't unite with is leftist fascists. They are truly the enemy. And the the people who are of the old school Democrat party are starting to see this and starting to freak out. Geraldo lit his mustache on fire on Fox News saying that this was wildly excessive what they did in Mar-a-Lago and it's going to backfire. Check it out. Well, it it is a little bit, uh, I joked with Erica last night, a little bit like a librarian sending a SWAT team to retrieve an overdue library book. It seems wildly excessive, disproportionate. Uh, They were talking uh, previously, the teams of attorneys and the U.S. officials. What happened to those talks that they went so malignant? I have to say, though, particularly with the report we've just seen, that these search warrants are not issued, generally speaking, unless and until there is probable cause that a crime has been committed and that the search warrant is looking for specific evidence and is confident that the search will reveal that evidence that the crime has been committed. What is it? What is it? What is this crime that could possibly justify the first ever invasion of a former president's home? 
I mean, it's not Mexico where routinely the new president investigates the previous president. He goes to jail for corruption or whatever. You know, what the hell, what the hell happened that we would, we would do something we've never done in this unprecedented, extraordinary way to a former president? Geraldo, who is the in-house Democrat on Fox News, Geraldo and Tulsi Gabbard are sort of the on-call Democrats for Fox News. So take that for what you will. But these two people are saying, hey, hold on. And they regularly defend the Democrat Party and their priorities. However, they're saying this is going to backfire. The smart people in the room are saying this is going to backfire. You know who's joining them? Andrew Yang, Andrew Cuomo. We've covered that recently on the show. Those two people, Andrew Cuomo like hates Donald Trump. But he's saying you're giving him the presidency in 2024 by doing this. You're making him a martyr. Meghan McCain says the same thing. Meghan McCain hates Donald Trump, saying Meghan McCain tweeted, you're handing him 2024 on a silver platter. Andrew Yang said, I don't want Donald Trump anywhere near the White House. But what you've done by doing this is prove him right, that the deep state exists and that it's out to get regular Americans. And they see Donald Trump as emblematic of the regular Americans that are being persecuted. Donald Trump was persecuted yesterday inside of New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump pled the fifth yesterday after his FBI raid, parallel a New York criminal investigation. So what's happening is that Donald Trump is getting persecuted on multiple fronts. This has been normal for him over the last seven years, ever since he announced he's running for president. Donald Trump, the machine, has attacked him like an antibody reaction. They're coming after him. And inside of New York, Letitia James, who's the attorney general, is doing this full-scale investigation into Trump's businesses. What did Trump's businesses do? Nothing. Nothing. It's a crime in search of evidence. Okay. It's either evidence in search of a crime. All right. So evidence in search of a crime is, you know, I have the, I have the, you know, the knife in the parlor and the fingerprints of Colonel Mustard. That's evidence. That's evidence that leads to a crime. This is crimes. So Donald, Donald Trump's guilty. That's the crime. Now we have to find evidence for it. So that's what that's what's going on here. Donald Trump didn't commit any crimes in New York. Donald Trump's one of the most famous, maybe New York to ever live. I think that's definitely arguable. And so now the state of New York is going after their most famous man because he defied the machine because he won in 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump was pleading the fifth, which is his constitutional right. Doesn't mean that you're guilty. It just means you have literally nothing to say on the matter and you're not going to abide by these questions. There's absolutely nothing wrong with pleading the fifth. That's exactly what Donald Trump did yesterday, apparently for a couple of hours uh, after being deposed by Attorney General uh, Letitia James uh, in a criminal investigation probing uh, allegations that he oversaw, uh, overvalued his real estate assets. Correction there, overvalued his real estate assets. Great. Good job. Way to go. You really you got you got to get them this time. The walls are closing in, ladies and gentlemen. The walls are closing in. Uh, not so much, by the way, because New York City, of course, a massive blue liberal leftist bastion uh, greeted Donald Trump this way after leaving this political persecution. Check it out.
That is Donald Trump leaving. You can hear people screaming, I love you. You can see big Trump signs. Donald Trump walked out. I don't think we have the photo for you. Donald Trump walked out with his fist raised, a a power fist essentially, after the meeting. And it looked defiant, defiant in the face of what is attacking him. Because Donald Trump knows that the harder you attack Donald Trump, the more you persecute Donald Trump, the bigger he gets, the larger he grows, the more his presence fills a room, and the more he's been proven right. As the border collapses, as the currency collapses, as Joe Biden physically and mentally collapses, the more Donald Trump is proven right. As China moves to take Taiwan, as Russia attempts to persecute Ukraine and destroy Ukraine, the more Donald Trump is proven right. The more Israel is under attack, the more Donald Trump is proven right. Everything, the Trump was right jar, it's filled to the brim, it's it's cracking. But somebody who didn't crack was Donald Trump. Here's what happened yesterday. Trump had a strong reason to remain silent because of another separate but parallel criminal investigation. Last year, the Manhattan District Attorney who conducted the investigation in cooperation with Letitia James uh, indicted the Trump Organization as Chief Financial Administration Administrative Officer Alan Weisberg, accusing them of tax fraud. Uh, They provided fringe benefits to employees that were not reported as income to the government. Anything Trump said under oath in a civil deposition could be used in the criminal prosecution and could also be used to set perjury trap for Trump as well. So they know the trap. They know the game, ladies and gentlemen. They know that the federal government's entire job here is to spring a trap on you, to coax you into a sense of calm, which is exactly what Peter Strzok did with uh, 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 with General Flynn. General Flynn was sort of asked to like a kindly, happy, let's have coffee, let's have coffee together and talk about this new wonderful administration. Peter Strzok, you remember him? The guy who writhed and wriggled like satanically in front of the committee when he was asked uh, questions about his behavior at the FBI and his illegal criminal activities at the FBI. These people should all be in jail. Why aren't they in jail? Donald, why didn't you follow through with your promise to lock Hillary up? If you had done that, we wouldn't be having this problem right now. Truly, if if you would cut off the head of the snake, man, people would be scared. But right now, they don't act scared. As my friend Jesse Kelly said, if somebody... If somebody breaks in my house and punches my kid, well, then shame on them. If they do it the next day without fear, shame on me. And so that's what's happening right now. You, you, right now you're happening, what's happening right now is that's occurring without fear. The FBI is utilizing, the FBI is utilizing all of their powers because they've never been checked. They've never been checked, not a single time. Not a single one of them has gone to jail. Some of them have like lost their jobs, but then they had their pensions reinstated like Andrew McCabe. Nothing ever happens. And so that's why they feel like they should just build and build and build and build because why the hell not? That's why the IRS is putting up job descriptions for agents to be armed with deadly force. This happening and it should scare all of you. Of course, the IRS just got a bilge load of money fire hosed and helicoptered on them by Democrats. Thank you, Joe Manchin, by the way. Thank Joe Manchin. Hey, West Virginia, when you get audited, thank Joe Manchin. When your coal mines get shut down, thank Joe Manchin. Biggest snake and scum in American history, man. I'm sorry for every time I said anything nice about him. The job listing at the position for the IRS criminal investigation special agent stresses that the applicant must carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force in order to carry out their duties. What? What? Full record scratch here. This is the actual job listing. 
As a special agent, you will combine your accounting skills with your law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes. Special agents are duly sworn law enforcement officers who are trained to follow the money. No matter the source, all income earned, both legal and illegal, has the potential of becoming involved in crimes which fall within the investigative jurisdiction of the FBI. It goes on to describe that the special agent's major duties include carrying a firearm and being willing to use deadly force. What applicants must be willing to provide and participate in arrests, ex uh, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments? Maybe that maybe execution of first, uh, search warrants isn't the only thing they're going to be executing in this position. This is an FBI position that was posted on the FBI's website. We checked this out. Now they've since scrubbed that. When people started tweeting it, they they took the position down. The FBI is sit literally literally sitting there saying. We, we need you to carry a firearm and to be willing to kill people for tax crimes. Ladies and gentlemen, the administration is, gr is growing more desperate. This is not an act of strength. It's an act of desperation. But they need to be put into check. They're doing it to spite you. They're rubbing it in your faces. That's exactly what happened when Hunter Biden joined Joe Biden yesterday for his vacation. Hunter Biden walking on Air Force One just to show you that you live inside of a dual justice society. It's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy. There is a hierarchy in this country. It's a big club and you're not part of it, as George Carlin would say. Hunter Biden walking on Air Force One knowing, knowingly, crackhead, sexual predator, potential sex trafficker, gun crimes, IRS crimes, the IRS agents are getting prepared to raid every American except for Hunter Biden. Financial crimes, international espionage crimes. That's a short list. That's a very short list of what Hunter Biden, very short list of what Hunter Biden's done. Very short. By the way, breaking multiple laws that his father passed. His father's the one who passed the crack laws of the 90s that had mandatory sentencing that locked up hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of young black men. So he's breaking his dad's laws. And while all these young black men rot in prison for the rest of their lives and can never, can never vote again, can never own a firearm, and so on and so forth because they're felons, here is a known criminal absolute appendage of the worst elements of the criminal the criminal administrative state and what they allow to happen Hunter Biden walking on board with his father, Air Force One. Check it out and be enraged. Just a quick update for you on Joe Biden's vacation. We were telling you earlier that uh, Hunter Biden is tagging along and he was getting on the plane and we have that video for you here now, Bianca. It's the first family vacation and there is Hunter Biden with his uh, daughter in tow. Hopping on the plane, the president, uh, after spending the weekend in Rehoboth Beach, Maryland, as he does every weekend, is now on Wednesday going on vacation. Right. And obviously, you know, this comes in the wake of the big raid at Mar-a-Lago, where we have not heard from the president. Uh, we have not heard from the DOJ. So um, while millions of Americans are... You know, hoping they can get a day or two of vacation. Hoping their flight doesn't get canceled. Yes, we see them and Hunter Biden proudly right there, front and center again. This is the Biden era White House folks. So there you go. I to update you on that little clip here. Another clip. Why is Hunter Biden carrying the backpack? I mean, listen, guys, I've been telling you for a long time. This 
is a PR operation. It's called softening the image. Any corporate PR firm, high-paid corporate PR lawyers will tell you this is what softening the image looks like. So they had Hunter Biden carry his little kid's backpack. Okay, they have Hunter Biden walking on board Air Force One. Calm, kind Hunter Biden. Ignore the videos you've seen of him smoking crack naked. Ignore the videos you've seen of him weighing his crack out with hookers. Ignore the videos you've seen of him talking to prostitutes or paying for prostitution over state line. Ignore the reports. Here's Hunter Biden with the backpack. Look, look at it. Here's, uh, you know, he, he, here, here is this, here's the, the serial killer, but he has a lollipop. Here you go. Isn't that, isn't that great? It's the son of Sam, but he has a balloon, a Mickey Mouse balloon, and he's holding it. Isn't it cute? And he has a rainbow t-shirt on. It's the, you know, it, 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 it's just Jeffrey Dahmer. It's Jeffrey Dahmer, but ladies and gentlemen, he's eating some Cocoa Puffs out of a bowl and he's watching Saturday morning part cartoons. Hmm. Isn't that nice? Living on top of all the bodies uh, that he's buried. Speaking of bodies being buried and somebody who's Damn good at that, Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch and getting his ass booed in dark blue Seattle. We only bring you this clip on the show because it shows you exactly how desperate the administrative state is. Again, these are acts of paranoia and panic. These are not acts of strength. Imagine what Dr. Fauci is thinking right now as he throws out this first pitch in Seattle, a city that brought us Chaz, a city that is communist, a city that tried a part of the city... We traveled to Chaz. We did a whole report on Chaz. We did a Chaz tourism video. Hastily made. This is a city that had a communist section of it break off from the United States of America. That's how far left Seattle is. It's where Starbucks was founded, in case you're wondering how far left Seattle is. You can't get more blue than Seattle. And so Dr. Fauci's going there trying to throw out a pitch during the Seattle Mariners baseball game. And uh, I'll have you listen to it Tell me what this sounds like. So again, you may say, oh, Benny, we see some people clapping. Read the room. This is not inside of a red state. Why don't you try that? Try that in uh, Missouri. Go to a Cardinals game. Try it in Missouri. Go to a Cardinals game. There are only two blue counties in Missouri. Why don't, why didn't Dr. Fauci try that in Florida? Come to a, uh, you know, come to, come to a Marlins. Go to a Marlins game. Go to a Tampa Bay Rays game. Why don't you try to throw out a pitch in, in Florida? They wouldn't let you take the field. Yo, you'd have you'd have a bad situation in Florida. People would <laughs> you'd have a you'd, you Dr. Fauci would be swimming to Cuba if he tried that in the state of Florida, the free state of Florida. Yo, this is Dr. Fauci going to a place where he thought he'd be cheered and you can see people flipping him off, you can see people booing him, and this is the administrative state in panic. On the show we've covered how the FBI and the DOJ are now fighting with each other, civil war, Darren Beatty telling us exactly what's going to happen next. Republicans are going to go in. They have now sealed their fate with Republicans. The Biden are in total and complete panic. They know they're going to can Hunter Biden. They know that the gig is up. He's going to hit the bricks. This is going to be his last free vacation. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Democrats are turning on Democrats. Rat eat rat and Dr. Fauci getting booed inside of a blue state. It's not looking good. <laughs> and so we will drink up the salty tears. We will appreciate the collapse and we'll bring you all of the news. Donald Trump will be releasing these tapes of the FBI agents behaving improperly. And yo, we will go live a second after they do that. We don't care if it's at one in the morning. It's going to be go time, ladies and gentlemen. It's go time to save America. So we just want to say thank you. If you like what you heard on this show, please subscribe. Please click like. Please share the video. If you don't like what you heard, well, we appreciate you listening for so long. And if you are listening on podcast platforms, or even if you're not, you can really help us out by going there and clicking follow The Benny Show on all podcast platforms. We broadcast on all major podcast platforms, and that is one of the major ways that you can help us out. We're building a movement here of free men and women, and we'll stay free because we have our priorities right. God, family, country. That's what we live by on The Benny Show, and it's going to protect us even from an FBI raid. So ladies and gentlemen, have a glorious day. God bless all of you. See you soon.